0: great hello everyone and welcome to esoterica i'm your host and esoterica magazine's managing editor leah eichler and uh, today is the next edition in our bi-weekly show and i'm really really excited to introduce you to bethany browning bethany is an emerging writer of horror mystery and dark humor and her work can be found in Angel Rust and Stories We Tell After Midnight, Volume Three. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at BuzzWord Social, and I'll post that later on. But welcome, Bethany.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. This is such a treat, and congratulations on all your success with Esoterica.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> you know, we're proud of ourselves too.
1: <laughs> and you should be. <laughs> you guys go all out over there don't you
0: we do <laughs> yeah. um so bethany um horror let's talk horror so mm-hmm. you know what fa- a congratulations on uh your short story being published in uh, stories to tell after midnight so i i read the story it is called dirty penny and it is thrilling and <laughs> frightening uh, and we'll get to that in a minute but you know what What sparked my interest about these stories i mean this was this is a post Halloween you know compilation of horror stories and and horror as a genre is obviously popular all the time I grew up loving you know horrors the likes of Stephen King not like gory horror but like Stephen King horror but you know I found you know in the last two years living in a pandemic I've my my appetite perhaps my stress levels are high and and it's hard to read scary stories so so tell me like do you still read scary stories right now? I do. Um, I I do read scary stories, and I love reading
1: scary stories. I've always loved reading scary stories, though. So for me, it's been kind of a lifelong uh, continuation of what I've always enjoyed. So no, I haven't put them down during the pandemic. I think what's changed is that I kind of shifted from trying to write comedic women's humor. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so full disclosure, you know, Lay and I have known each other for a while, and and read yeah. uh, <laughs> each other's work, and yes. seen my full evolution um, of a writer. I mean, you know what I started as, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I and then I wrote a very lighthearted, very PG, cozy mystery. Um, but I found, I guess, during the pandemic that I was having much darker feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> and just decided to explore some of those those things as well. Um, you know, in my career, my, my day job is as a Uh, retail copywriter. So I write a lot of puns and sort of funny headlines for a national retail chain. And there's not a whole lot of room there to explore the darker side of um, anxiety, depression, fear, um, alcohol use disorder, all of these things that play in Dirty Penny. Mm -hmm. And with a lot of time to be at home and kind of considering the state of the world and generally broadly
0: everything that's happening, I was just I was having some dark feelings that I felt that needed to be expressed. Well, I mean, yeah, so <laughs> I, I, you gave away that we know each other. So, yes, I mean, I was going to leave that for the end as a surprise. But, yes, no, okay, I'm
1: sorry. I just, okay,
0: you know, we can yeah. tell everybody that we've known each other for years and, and that we share our work. And, you know, we probably text daily. But it's all good because, you know, I'm, now we're here in front of everybody and, mm-hmm. and talking about your, your brilliant horror. So, okay, so tell us about these dark thoughts. I mean, so what dark thoughts... Uh, come to you uh, in terms of like writing this story. So, you know what, maybe let's backtrack. Can you tell us all about Dirty Penny? What what happens in the story? Just a sneak peek.
1: Well, what's, what's, Dirty Penny was kind of a surprise. I'd actually, um, it started out being something very different. I'd read a news article about a woman who was on her way to the hospital, giving birth to a baby in the car, and I, mm-hmm. there were two of them. One of them was driving. One of them was giving birth. And she actually gave birth to the baby in the car. And then the, they got in a car accident. And when they woke up, the baby was gone. And I was like, well, this is a perfect. That's... So it kind of started out as like. That's, crazy. That's crazy. crazy. I didn't know that. More bonkers than what I wrote. And I thought, well, nobody will believe this. So let's, let's change it around mm-hmm. a little bit. So the story kind of started as like maybe there was this alien abduction thing. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not what it ended up being what it ended up being was the story of a woman who is still haunted by the trauma of her family trying to sell her at a young age and feeling like she she wasn't sold she got out of it but she felt the whole her whole life like she was still being hunted like this mm-hmm. person who tried to buy her was still out there hunting her and she'd become you know, sort of darkly in her own mind a lot and with alcohol abuse, kind of drinking and feeling paranoid and not wanting to leave the house. And then finally one day she's forced to leave the house and then she's forced to confront whether her paranoia was, was real or not real. And yeah. I'll leave
0: the ending. To yeah. The- please leave the ending. Don't give it away.
1: So, especially, so that's basically where the story came from, but then it just right. became my own because you know, I've I've had struggles with um, addiction in my family and myself, right. yeah. um, and have had dark thoughts of not wanting to leave the house or 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 feeling you know uh, paranoid about certain things that were going on, and and I just kind of wanted to explore in fiction how those mm-hmm. things feel if you're put into an extraordinary circumstance. So,
0: uh, so it's really interesting. So, you know. Um, I mean, when you read horror, especially at a time, you know, when people's anxiety is quite heightened, I think everyone there's an underlying, you know, sense of anxiety right now. I mean, what's the, what is the physical or physiological reaction? I mean, do you feel better after being kind of transported into something scary? Or does it take you away? Or do, mm-hmm. does is there some sort of chemical reaction in your body where you feel, you know, more relaxed after, you know, getting to the climax? Like, well, what happens? I think I do when I'm watching and reading other people's right. things
1: because you're you're living vicariously through another character and you're identifying with emotion rather than taking yourself through it right uh, in a different way. And so and I like I like being scared just sort of in general. You know it, it makes my cold dead heart feel something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoy you know any kind of story really grows me like a movie really grows and really scares me. I enjoy that heightened sense of right adrenaline. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and know that there's going to be an ending to it. And it's yeah. safe. And you're in kind of a controlled environment, writing, it's a little different. You know, I mean, I think once you, and as a writer yourself, I'm sure you've had these moments where you start to really kind of pick apart an experience or an emotion that you've had with something and you really start feeling it so that you can write about it. Right. Sometimes it takes a couple of days to actually shake that. It's actually a little less healthy, I think. I don't know that it... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that actually writing about it makes me feel better about myself, but I think watching other people's stories that I can identify with in that, what I was saying, the controlled environment, does right. help exercise those demons, both maybe literally and figuratively.
0: Mm-hmm. So-, <laughs> so who do you read? I mean, who, who is your go-to like horror writer? Um, well, I mean, Anne Rice. Um, yeah. you know, It's actually kind of a odd week to be discussing this I you know I we should talk about Anne Rice so tell mm-hmm. me I mean what 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 was your favorite novel of hers? well
1: Interview with the Vampire I think was probably yeah. I mean the first horror I remember reading and having it really affect me during my daytime hours you know I I read it in the early 90s and I remember walking around for right. several weeks feeling to see if fangs had grown you know you're, you're doing this <laughs> 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 no, was with vampires <laughs> Um, but then you know. Also, right now I'm reading a great book called My Heart Is a Chainsaw, and I think the author oh. is um, Stephen Graham Jones. I think mm-hmm. that's correct. And then it's um, it's a it's about slasher films essentially. So I've always watched slasher films. I've always read mm-hmm. a little bit of horror here and there, and you know, I'm just kind of open to to anything. Um, but Anne Rice was probably my first, and then who hasn't read Stephen King? All the big ones, right? You know? All the big ones. <laughs>
0: so, so I'm. So are you reading any horror now? Yeah, I'm reading My Heart as a Chainsaw. Oh, yeah, that's it. Okay. And yes. so, how do you, and, and, okay, tell us a little bit about the book and, and, well, I'm, I'm sure it.
1: it's kind of about the final girl in a right. slasher film. So, the main character is an indigenous young woman and um, she is obsessed with slasher films. And so, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure where it's going yet. And I don't know the ending, but she's kind of involved in something that's um, a, a real slasher situation that happened in her hometown. So, I'm mm-hmm. just
0: to see where we go with that. That's fun. That sounds like fun. And, um, okay. So before I forget, I would like to know where people can buy, um, stories we tell after midnight. So where, where is it being sold?
1: So stories we tell after midnight Midnight is volume three is the one that I'm in. Please buy buy volumes one and two. Um, it's (laughs) available at Amazon.com. Which page? Um, Amazon, uh, right now it's only available in Kindle form. I'm not totally sure when the hard copy is coming out. I was hoping it would be ready by now, but, um, it's not, I don't think as of today, but still supply yeah.
0: chain, you No, know, just, I'm kind yeah. is it in a supply chain issue? I don't know. Everything's do a supply chain issue. So I don't know. I'm just a hired
1: gun. You know, okay. I was just lucky enough to be chosen. I was thrilled to be chosen for this volume. Yeah. Um, and the other writers are excellent. And it's just, it's, I mean, it's anytime, as you know, anytime your work gets published, it's a huge, you know, it just feels so good because we work so hard and we work in isolation and, and we, we doubt ourselves constantly. So it's nice to be
0: picked. (laughs) And you've been picked a lot. So you've actually published a number of, of horror, uh, horror genre stories this year. So tell us about another one. So
1: Sputnik is another story that I have out right now in a magazine called Angel Rust, which is mm-hmm. online. And I believe they're just angelrust.com, might be angelrustmag.com. I'm not entirely sure. But that's really more of a psychological horror <laughs> um, of two old people who um, find themselves in a situation that is untenable, but mm-hmm. um, they don't know how to get out of it. And the sadness that is um, sort of inherent in... Uh, committing to something whether or not
0: it's it's healthy for you so that's basically what that one's about and there's a dog so and and I was gonna say it's about a dog and I think people can relate to that right now because lots of people have bought dogs during the pandemic and to uh, greater or lesser degrees of success right so (laughs) well dogs are like you know they have their own personalities and sometimes they fit in your
1: family and sometimes they don't and what happens when you love that little beast more than
0: anything but he's just not a good fit Right. And then, you know, you're stuck with them because, you know, we normally don't get rid of our family members. I, no, guess people too. <laughs> I mean, you didn't and your dog was, you know, a, a hellish nightmare and you lived with him for many, many, many years. So, we, you know, it's loved him, but I, like, know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. And so, well, anyway, on to happier news. Yeah. yeah. So that story's a little bit about a dog. It's more about kind of um, sticking through things when long past the expiration date and right. then, um, the story I have coming out tomorrow in a magazine, uh, Filth
0: Literary, which I, I could not be prouder. I need to look that up ASAP. I mean, <laughs> what a beautiful name for a, a magazine. Okay, oh, yeah. Filth. Yeah, filth. What, what filthy stuff are you going to be writing in Filth?
1: No, what, oh. filth, what Filth picked up is a story called Petaluma, also mm-hmm. about dogs. I have mm-hmm. kind of a running theme. And we this a one thing. is um, uh, what happens when a, a shoe-in to win an ugly dog contest Doesn't win, and how they respond to the question of who beat them. You know what? What was so? I think that's kind of we go on a little bit of a journey with right Igor and uh, Vegas, Vegas the dog, who's the ugliest dog in the world, and Mm -hmm. how he loses the ugly dog contest and what happens after that. that Yeah, that comes out on filth
0: tomorrow. Okay. I think everyone should tune into filth. I hope filth is watching <laughs> so filth can actually know that we are boosting them for sure. Cause yeah. it sounds like a great title. Okay. So before we, um, before we sign off, I mean, tell, maybe it's, it's kind of approaching the end of the year. I mean, if you had any advice to other uh, genre writers of horror mystery, I mean, what, what would it be?
1: Well, I think it's the advice that we continually give each other, which is right. just keep going. I mm. mean, it, it, it's not going to be easy sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you write in a vacuum and you, I mean, it took me a year to get Petaluma published. Everybody hated it. <laughs> Except I loved like, it. They <laughs> <filled>. <laughs> um, you know so there's an, and I do, I, I firmly believe that there's an audience for every writer and there's right. an audience for every style of writer and you just have to find them. And sometimes it takes a little longer than others, but just don't quit. Just keep right. going. You keep riding through the pain <laughs> and
0: maybe turn some of the pain into a horror. And put the pain into a horror. Okay. Well, sage advice. I mean, hopefully not too much pain, but lots of horror. So let's keep it coming. Thank you, Bethany. Um, it was so wonderful to have you on the show. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, for everyone else who's joining in, uh, we will be live broadcasting bi weekly. So every two weeks um, from now on. So tune in. And we hope to see you back here soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. Mm -hmm.